Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, Generation XYZ. Minister D here today with a word from on high. First and foremost, I want to give praises and recognition, all glory to God, who is our creator and our maker. Without him, none of this would be possible. So today, I just want to reverence my Heavenly Father and say, I love you, Abba Father. Thank you so much for waking me up this morning and for allowing us to be on this platform. And so without further ado, let's get right to it. Let's get to the Word of God. I'll tell you, I'm excited about this word, so so much so that God woke me up at 2 a.m. this morning and said, I have a word for the people of God. And so I always get excited when I am brought um, before the throne of grace early in the morning because I know that God has a true impartation for us. Amen. This morning for a few minutes, I would just like to raise a very serious question in the mind of the believer. And that simply is, who's leading you? We are living in an age when many believers are actually saved unbelievers. Now, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but if you have a heart to receive, I can promise God has a word with your name on it today. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we approach your throne of grace, expecting you to lead, guide, instruct, and correct us. Heavenly Father, we need you in every way. We need you for protection. We need you to keep us. We need your blood today to fortify us, to saturate us. Oh, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Wash us whiter than snow. Fill us afresh with your confidence and a greater measure of faith. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. If you would, please gather your word, your Bible. Raise your Bible or even your phone if that's what you're referencing and following along with me. This morning, if you're going to be using your phone, raise it high and let us repeat our Bible confession together. This is my Bible, the message that God has created for me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have all that it says I can have. Today, I will be equipped with the word of God. Precept upon precept, line upon line, in Jesus' name, amen. Believe it or not, the term saved 
Unbeliever is not a judgmental phrase. Rather, it is a reminder to us as believers that we must check ourselves daily. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. So how do we as baptized believers fill with the Holy Ghost through the evidence of speaking in tongues, crash and burn when we've got Jesus Christ? How does that happen? Believing in Jesus will get you into heaven. But does it guarantee you heaven on earth? Jesus said that he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. But can I tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a responsibility in the quality of our day to day. And that is we have to first and foremost, I'm going to give it all to you right here. Believe. Hallelujah. And then we've got to do something with that belief system. We've got to take it as we go. We can't nurse it and rehearse it behind closed doors. We cannot hide it. We have to take it as we go. Um, I don't want to start preaching too soon. I just want to get the teaching out because God has given me this and it's so powerful that it even hit home. Can I tell you, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to Minister D this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. 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 Turn with me, my brothers and sisters in Christ, if you will, to Mark chapter 16. That's going to be our foundational scripture for today. Verses 17 and 18. Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. And in your quiet time this week, sometime today, sometime this week, I want you to go back and read and meditate over these passages for yourself. Because I believe that God has a personal revelation for you. Yes, he speaks to you through his word. Amen. So go get that personal word. Communicate. Build your relationship with him. I can tell you it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And so if you are with me at Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. And these signs, so there is a such thing as signs, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly... It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Can I tell you that uh, God is a God of signs? But he also said something. He said, and those signs will follow those who believe. That means you've got to get up and move from where you are and you've got to go somewhere. Okay, the point being is you can't stay where you are and expect to see God's signs working in and through your life. If you'll notice in this passage, it says it'll follow you if you believe. That's the second thing. 
You got to first believe before you go. You have to believe in what you're going to do. You have to have faith. Now, we're all born with faith, with a certain measure of faith. But throughout our lives, God will often position us to learn, grow and develop that faith. So faith has the propensity to be increased as we grow and we've got to go in order to grow. So those are key factors that I want you to keep in the back of your mind as you ask yourself and get ready to answer the question, who's really leading you? Hallelujah. Because we don't want to find ourselves in a position where we wreck ourselves <laughs> because we haven't checked ourselves. You got to check yourself. Nobody's going to go into your secret closet and sift through your heart aside from God. You've got to check yourself daily in order to keep from crashing and burning. Because can I tell you believers that this walk is not easy? When God says in his word that we've got to pick up our cross daily, that means we've got some weight to carry. Amen. Don't play with this thing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it with you today and tell you that because you've accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, everything's going to be all right. No, it's just the opposite. But God did say in his word here that as you go, believing in him, <laughs> you'll be able to cast out demons. You'll be able to speak in the spirit. You'll be able to take up serpents and destroy and annihilate them. You'll be drinking poison and it won't even have an effect on you. And then you'll also be able to help your brother. And how? Because you'll be laying hands on the sick and they will recover. I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about what I know. But it's only possible. When you're being led by the right man. Amen. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I don't want to be before you too long today. I want you to have time with your families. I want you to have time to go back and sup on this word for yourself. I want you to have time to meditate on how you're going to apply it and when you're going to check yourself this week. Because we've got to check ourselves. <laughs> in order to keep from wrecking ourselves. Amen. Let's see. Uh, Jesus said that he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. But he also said that we would do greater works here on the earth than he even did in his three and a half years of public ministry. What is he saying? He's saying that these things that I just read out with you, that we read together, is not only a one-time thing. They didn't just happen during biblical times. They are happening today in the lives of believers. But that's the word. We cannot be unbelieving believers. We've got to go in faith. We've got to preach and teach the gospel We've got to carry the word in our hearts and on our lips as we go. 
And then we've got to speak with confidence. That's when the power comes through. Amen. But in order to do that, we've got to check ourselves. We can't just go out there, crash and burn. Why? Because we are representatives of Christ. We are change agents in the world. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. I say that all the time and I mean it. And God means it when he speaks it into your ear during your quiet time. So hear him and go forth in it. Amen. God said in in the passages, uh, one simple phrase, little faith, little faith. And if I'm being totally honest, I have to say that uh, I have to question myself. I have to check myself on the regular because uh, I find myself being uh, a Naaman at times where I, I don't understand what God is doing. And so I have tendencies to question uh, how he's doing it. Can I tell you that that will cause you to wreck yourself. I've wrecked myself many times uh, in questioning how God is going to bring something to pass. It, it, it It's a waste of time and energy, and it has no good in it because God not only knows uh, the best route for you, he is the best. So trust him, trust him, trust him. Amen. How often do we need to check ourselves? How often do we need to ask the question, who are we, who's leading us or who are we listening to in our, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits daily? Well, some of you might say, well, Minister D, that seems like an awful lot. Why is it daily? Why not annually? Why not monthly or quarterly? Why do we have to do this every day? Well, it goes back to the scripture. God instructs us to have our daily portion of the bread of life. That's his word, y'all. That we must pick up our crosses daily, lest we be rendered unfit for the kingdom. God's expectation is that we do things as his son, Jesus, in whom the Bible says he was well pleased with on a daily basis. Jesus did things uh, according to uh, the way of the word of God. He modeled his life on earth before us according to God's word. He did not do what he thought was right or how he uh, experienced it as being right or even what he thought it meant. He did exactly as the father instructed him to do. What am I saying here? It's imperative that we read the word of God for ourselves, that we ask for and receive the revelation of God. And until you receive that revelation, while you're waiting for a word from God on any and everything, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Wait on God. Trust him. Believe him for it. Don't doubt like Thomas. Don't doubt like Thomas. Go believing. Believe before you see it. 
We cannot expect change while doing the same old thing. Every day is new. Matthew 6 and 34 puts it this way. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will carry, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I told you this, this walk is not an easy walk, but joy belongs to the believer if we receive it. In a nutshell, we have to check, examine, and re-examine ourselves daily to ensure that we do not find ourselves in a position of a saved unbeliever. Now let us address the elephant in the room, shall we? What does a saved unbeliever even look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. A saved unbeliever is one who believes that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior when it comes to salvation, but not so much when it comes to our personal relationship with Christ and God's ability to perform the miraculous, miracle-working power that moves mountains, that restores sight to the blind, or that turns those fiery darts meant to destroy or harm us back in the very direction in which they came, right before our very eyes. Come on, somebody. That's the belief system we as believers must hold fast to in this present age. Otherwise, we're going to be miserable. We're going to be sick with COVID. And we are going to be unable to get up off of our bed of affliction. Why? It's not because God is no longer on the throne or even because... We're not able to experience the exceeding abundantly above all he's promised us that he can and will do in the world. It's because we have so little faith. It's because we don't want it the way God is dishing it out to us. We want it the way we want it. Well, Hebrews 11 and 1 says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's okay to hope. It's the evidence of things not seen. So we've got to hope and go. Hallelujah. We must believe before we receive. I've got three scenarios for you, and then we're going to be wrapping this teaching up. But let me encourage you, Generation XYZ, Stay with me for just a little while longer because I want you to be able to confidently answer who's leading you. I want you to be able to check yourself daily before you wreck yourself. Is it your flesh and your feelings that's leading you? Your intellect and worldly acquired knowledge? Or are you truly, truly being led? By your spirit man, by the inner man that connects with the Holy Ghost. Scenario number one, the sensual man. And when I say man, I'm not just talking about men. I'm talking about men and women. The sensual man is governed by his flesh in that he does not believe anything he cannot see, feel, touch, smell, or taste? Are you a doubting Thomas? Do you have to see it in order to believe it? Do you have to have God open up the 
pierced wound on his side and stick your finger in it for you to truly believe. <laughs> Scenario number two is the intellect. His confidence stems from the books he's read or the news he keeps up with on CNN. If he has not experienced it in some way or he is unable to analyze it, he's hard pressed to relate or accept it. Are you the analytical sort? You're too smart for your own good? Hmm. And last but certainly not least is where I want to park because it's the most important of the three. Scenario number three is where all believers should want to be. Positioned as unto Jesus, a spirit-filled believer whose confidence is not in what he, but rather in his relationship with the Father, guides him to believe through the word. <laughs> Jesus paid no respect to his own senses or even his personal experiences. So you see, it doesn't matter what circumstances or what situation you're in. In order for us to receive, we must first believe. In order to see that manifold miracle, the, the miraculous or that magnificent miracle with your name on it, you've got to not only believe, but you've got to start walking in that direction even before you see it. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility to believe it before it actually manifests in our lives. God has given us the charge over our own free will and our mind. So we have to choose every day to believe it even as we're receiving it. Why? Because from day to day, things change. So our minds must be renewed and refreshed. Our hearts must be filled and refilled with the word of God every day. In closing, Doubting Thomas <laughs> was being ruled by his senses. But after Jesus allowed him to touch the hole in his side, Thomas went out and he carried the word forth from then on without hesitation. In 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, Naaman, filled with leprosy, struggled with how God inspired the prophet to direct him in his healing. Naaman simply couldn't believe that he had come all that way simply to go dip in a pool seven times. He reasoned, well, I could have did that closer to my house if that's all it was going to be. Can I drop this in for free? It doesn't matter how God blesses you as long as he does it. This man got upset. The text said he was furious 
because God himself didn't come down and miraculously wave his hand about to cure him. Instead, he instructed Naaman to do what? Go. And as you go, believe. You know, I'm just learning that it's not my responsibility or my place to tell God how to bless me. My responsibility as a believer is to be in the position of faith. When he tells me go, go and expect something great as I'm going, wherever that going is, wherever it leads me to preach, to teach, to tell my testimony, to walk in my gifting, to walk the path that God has set before me and do it in expectation that not only am I going to get some rewards on this side of paradise, not only am I going to be blessed, but I'm going to bless others. I'm going to be able to lay my hands on the sick, agree with them, and see them be healed. So again, it's not just about us. It's not an easy walk, but it's a rewarding walk. And what do we have to do in order <laughs> to be believers who are not unrecognizable in the world? To stay away from that title of being saved unbelievers, we've got to know in this hour, Who's leading us? Is it the natural man? Is it the seed of our emotions and our intellect? Or is it our spirit man? See, that spirit man is connected with the Holy Ghost. And so I don't know about you, but every day I'm going to check myself to make sure I'm not wrecking myself and I'm not keeping myself from the exceedingly abundant above all that we can ever ask or imagine. Ephesians puts it like this. I believe it's 3 and 20. It puts it like this, but it's according to our spirit. So Christian believers, (laughs) I leave you with this simple word. We have a responsibility to check ourselves every day to keep from wrecking ourselves. We must know Which man is leading us? Let the spirit man lead you. And by all means, if you're on the line this morning and you've never opened your mouth to make the declaration that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but you want to, don't tune out right now. Stay with me and repeat these simple words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned and that I cannot save myself. Come into my life. Be my savior. Devil, get out of my way. I serve you no longer. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. It's in your name I do pray. If you just prayed that simple prayer for the very first time and you meant it from the depths of your heart, 
then let me be the first representative this side of paradise to welcome you into the family of faith. You are now a kingdom believer and you will live on forever with Christ Jesus. I am so excited for you and I would encourage you to connect with a good Bible-based church to be baptized and to continue your journey from this day forth in the word of God and building your relationship with it. Until the next time, it's been so fantastic being here with you guys again on a Sunday morning. I missed you all, Generation XYZ. Tell somebody about the Lord. Share the platform with someone out there. Encourage them to be that believer who goes forth believing and sharing the gospel as they go. Until next time, you guys be blessed. Know that the Lord loves you and I do too. Bye-bye.